0: support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Brightview Senior Living. Since 1999, Brightview has proudly served Greater Baltimore with vibrant, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and enhanced care. Find a community near you at brightviewseniorliving.com.
1: I do like science. Um, I like numbers. I like to see cause and effect. I like tangible evidence. That being said, I do have a fascination with the paranormal, but I'm a skeptic.
2: And the only way that you could sleep was, um, well, I dragged my bed to the middle of the room and there was a fan that would spin and about every hour it would shut off.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Soup Storytelling Series podcast. I'm Laura Wexler. And I'm Jessica Hankin. And this week on the podcast, our theme is Haunted Houses, two stories about sharing a space with unwanted residents.
3: If we're in COVID, a lot of people can heavily relate to this, right? Stuck in your house with ghosts. But yeah, before we get started, we want to thank Park School of Baltimore, which is a um, pre-K through grade 12, non-sectarian, awesome school located just outside of Baltimore.
0: Yeah, so there was just an article in the New York Times last week um, about people um, having reporting many more incidences of um ghost sightings and ghost experiences now that everybody is, like, spending so much more time at home. So the question is, are there more ghosts taking up residence and houses because they themselves are quarantining as well?
3: Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great question.
0: How do we pursue that question?
3: Well, I think this... We have to follow the data, right? We have to use science and follow the data. Definitely. But I think there's also just the common sense uh, that... Ghosts are already dead. They're not going to be impacted by COVID, therefore.
0: Maybe that's the only Do you think they can still be carriers? (laughs) Yes. That's a great point. All right. Well, we could go down this rabbit hole real far because (laughs) we don't have anything else to do. But people have tuned in to hear stories. And this first story is a true haunted house story told by Sean McDonald. He's a nurse. And he shared this story at a live soup show last year. Take a listen.
1: So I do like science. Um, I like numbers. I like to see cause and effect. I like tangible evidence. That being said, I do have a fascination with the paranormal, but I'm a skeptic. Um, I've always searched for the science behind it. I've been on ghost hunts before. I've walked around cemeteries at 2 a.m. with recording devices to no avail. Um, I get this fascination from my pops. Uh, he believes in ghosts. He believes in vampires, which is like batshit crazy to me, but to each their own. Um, but it's something that we can bond over. Uh, we're from the Boston area. We've been down here for a couple of years now. Thank you. Yay. Go socks. Um, well, then. <laughs> um, and so we've been in this house for a couple of years now, as said, it's in uh, the Hamilton area. It's an older house, single family built in the twenties. And one night I fell asleep on the couch. Um, And I was woken up by this very abrupt laughter. It was a very loud, ha, 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 like right in my face. I could feel it bouncing off of me. I woke up super confused. Uh, It's like 2.30 in the morning. I didn't mean to fall asleep on the couch. It just happened. Um, And right away, I'm trying to think of like what that was. I had the TV on, but it was like the Golden Girls, which isn't really evil. (laughs) Um, I had the window open, so like maybe some punk ass kid wanted to like play a prank, but I still, I would have heard him running away. Um, I couldn't figure out what I heard. My dog was sleeping by my feet, and at first I thought I like nudged him, but he was shaking, and he really only shakes when there's loud noise, fireworks, thunderstorms. He's kind of a baby. So I'm convinced he heard it, but I'm still like, what did we hear? um, as I'm trying to digest all of this, I hear my pops awake in the kitchen. So I mosey on over really just to like calm myself down. And I'm trying to play it all cool. and like, hey, you couldn't sleep? He's like, no, I heard you laughing. I was like, shut up. <laughs> um, and I, I, I told him like, it wasn't me. He asked like, we 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 compared stories he heard it but a lot quieter now his bedroom is next to the living room for how loud it was and definitely feeling it on my face he would have heard a lot something a lot louder like i did um so him being like a ghost connoisseur he's like it was lila now lila was the previous owner who's been dead for about a decade and i'm just like sure It's 2.30 in the morning. Um, He's convinced Lila does haunt the house. I'm convinced no. Um, And he continues. He's like, if it happens again, just say, Lila, you're scaring me. I mean you no harm. Please leave me alone. I'm just like, that's some new age bullshit. (laughs) So, um, you know, we say goodnight again at like 3am, but I go back to the couch because I didn't want to go upstairs and be by myself. Um, I'm almost 30 when this happened. So I'm trying to like, just chill out, calm down. And I feel like I'm being watched. Um, I didn't see anything, but just like, you know, that, like that irking, like someone's watching you, it's coming from the stairwell. So I'm like, what the hell? you're scaring me. Please leave me alone. I mean, you no harm literally to the wall. (laughs) And like the damnedest thing is I fell asleep within like 20 minutes. Um, and I honestly didn't think I was going to fall back asleep that night. So time goes on. Nothing notable happens about a year and a half later. Um, there is unfortunately a murder behind the alley in my house. Um, same block and everything. And, the energy in the house for like next week felt really, really weird. Couldn't explain it. Just like this anxiety inducing feeling. So, uh, I can't talk to my pops about it. Um, so I go to some experts. They're my aunties. Uh, they, (laughs) they live across the street. They're not by relation. Um, they're this lesbian couple in their seventies. I love them, but they're also Wiccans. So they know a thing or two, (laughs) supposedly. Uh, so I tell them what's going on in the house, and they inform me after, like, something like a violent attack or something in the area. It can also upset spirits that are present um, around the surrounding area. And I'm taking it with a grain of salt. And they further ask me if anything else has happened. And I started telling them about the laughing. And without even, like, skipping a beat, my Aunt Kaylin's like, was it like a ha <sighs> Like, very breathy. I was like, y- yes. And I, I don't know what to think right now. Um, I'm, I'm, like, shitting bricks. Um, because, like, I, I don't believe. But, like, how the hell did she know what the laughter sounded like? So they knew Lila. Um, and in her end of life, they helped her out a lot. Um, she wasn't all there in the head towards the end of life. Um, she'd often be found screaming in her house, on the porch, Obscenities, jibber jabber, but doing this like breathy ha 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 in between her tirades, um, and they're 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 telling me this, and I'm just like, cool story. Um, they 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 inform me like if I want to do something about the energy in the house, I could smudge the house. So smudging is when you take dry sage, burn it, it like wards off like evil spirits, bad energies, and whatnot, supposedly. So I thank them for the coffee, and I just leave. Um, Because, yeah, (laughs) it it was a crazy conversation. And I just put it in the back of my head. Um, But a week later, things still haven't settled down, so I find myself in a metaphysical store buying a smudge stick. (laughs) And uh, so I, I... just smudged my room. Uh, I was polite. I was told to like say a little prayer. Uh, and so I just went around my room. I was like, this is my space. Now I respect that you still live here. It's mine. You can have the rest of the house. I mean, you no (laughs) harm." I only smudged my room and a lot of it. I was having a lot of conflicting feelings. I was embarrassed that I was doing this. Uh, it was a hard pill for me to swallow, but like it couldn't hurt. So I did it, and I really didn't want my pops finding out that I did it either. Um, I didn't need to go down that alley. So um, once again, things calmed down, and so the smudging could have worked, or it could be the placebo effect, which I totally believe in, mind over matter. Like, I I just, I don't know. So you know nothing remarkable for a while until I was rehearsing this story uh, for you lovely people and It was pretty late at night and right as I started talking about Lila, um, something small fell off my shelf. It was just like a chapstick that could have happened, no big deal could have you know um, a few moments later, a remote controller falls off the shelf, and i 'm like, all right, cats on the bed, dogs on the bed. I'm not near the shelf. There is no reason why that fell over. Um, and I was searching. I really wanted to find like a scientific reason. Um, and I'm talking about Lila. She's on my mind. I'm like, I got this. I've dealt with the ghost before. I'm like, Lila, I'm sorry I'm talking about you. I mean you no harm. Please leave me alone. <laughs> to nothing in the room. It's just out there. Uh, nothing else happened that night or since then. But I've also stopped talking about her, and especially at nighttime. Um, So, you know, um, even, you know, it's hard being up here saying like this because I'm still, like, very skeptical. Um, The smudging story, the first people to hear it were my rehearsal mates because I did not want to admit that I did it because these are technically, like, scientific experiments that I'm doing to see if there's a ghost. (laughs) But still, keeping in mind the placebo effect. Um... But at the end of the day, um, this scientific skeptic is very reluctantly starting to believe in ghosts. And it just took a ghost laughing in my face for me to start believing. Thank you.
3: I love that story. I love Sean. Uh, He's a Facebook friend, so I'm following him as he's a nurse during the pandemic and um, he's doing... Uh, God's work it's amazing Uh, I also just love that he had aunties that he turned to for um, advice and counsel could you could you
0: actually I feel like because he's someone who has had experience with ghosts and he is a nurse he is actually the perfect person to give us the answer to our question can ghosts transmit COVID that's a great uh, yeah I'm going to ask him uh, I'm going to take time out of
3: his day after he's yes. had a long shift, and I'm yes, going to for ask him sure. this incredibly important question. It's thank
0: you. really important. All right. Before we get to our next ghost story, we want to thank two of our terrific Stoop podcast sponsors, Baltimore Magazine. You can find them at BaltimoreMagazine.com or on the newsstand they've got all the news you need and once we get going out to restaurants again you can read up to remind yourself what a restaurant is and our other sponsor golden west is actually a restaurant Yeah. Uh, you can pick up food from them now they're on the avenue in hamden vegan tex-mex really delicious food great events at their bar Uh, drag night bingo night great music all of that we are so looking forward to getting back there once things open up so this next storyteller is from the same show right that sean um
3: shared his story twilight zone we were at the senator and we don't know much about her because she was an audience storyteller threw her name in and just um, spontaneously shared this tale her name is meba jones and it's about being in a monastery in india take a listen
2: so I uh, studied abroad in India, and most people decide to spend uh, their semester abroad in like some place like London or Australia where you can drink a lot, you know, underage. But I decided with some 30 brave souls to go live in a monastery in a rural village and study Buddhism and take a vow of celibacy and not to drink and not to eat any meat and um, to do the five initial precepts and meditate for like five hours a day. Um, So it was a little odd, but it was pretty cool and a lot of fun. So I'm living in this monastery in India, and when we arrived, it was August, so it was like 100 million degrees. It um, hadn't rained yet. The rainy season hadn't started, so it was very, very hot. And the only way that you could sleep was, um, well, I dragged my bed to the middle of the room, and there was a fan that would spin, and about every hour, it would shut off, and um, you know, because the power would go out every once in a while. And I'd wake up and stare at the fan, just like praying for it to turn back on. And it would turn back on, and I could fall back asleep. You had to sleep under mosquito netting, right, because of malaria. So it was this, like, slight breeze that could help you sleep. Uh, So one day, I wake up in the middle of the night. The fan is shut off. And I see out of the corner of my eye this vision of a monk Buddhist monk right and he's in his robes and he's bald and he's got this um, scripture this prayer book and he's chanting over my bed I can't do it I don't know exactly what he was saying but he's chanting a prayer and I freak out and I freeze I close my eyes and eventually the chanting stops and I feel this sort of presence go away so even though I'm living in this monastery and who knows you know what kind of mysterious things happen there, I'm terrified. I don't tell anyone. Um, but for weeks, I can't sleep without my headphones blaring in my ears because I'm so afraid that this monk is going to come back and keep chanting over my bed. So one day, there's some alums of this program visiting, and um, I overhear one of them talking to our TA and uh, one of our teachers, and they say, so... Um, You know, has anyone seen a ghost yet? And I sort of, my ears perk up, and I said, what? Uh, What are you talking about? And they said, oh, yeah. Like, when I was here, you know, lots of people used to see ghosts. This place is totally haunted. And I said, I saw a ghost in my room. I've been super terrified. I haven't told anyone, and I can't go to sleep without my headphones in my ears. And my TA looks at me and says, well, why didn't you tell me? I said, okay, sorry. I didn't think I thought I was crazy. Um, she says, well, you should just call the nuns. Obviously. (laughs) So (laughs) the nuns were some of our teachers, Buddhist nuns, right? And, uh, they lived in the monastery with us. So she said, go talk to the nuns. I go talk to the nuns. I say, um, okay. So I I was told to speak to you. I, there was a ghost. I saw it in my room. I said, well, what was this ghost? Tell us about it. Well, it was a monk and it was chanting over me. I said, what's the problem?
1: <clears throat>
2: I said, well, um, it, it's a ghost. And they said, yeah, but it's a monk. So obviously it has good intentions. You know, it's praying for you. It means that, you know, well, th- this, isn't, this isn't a big deal. I said, but, you know, I'm a little, like, freaked out and I can't sleep. And would you mind getting out of my room anyway? Um, and they said, okay, sure. Uh, so they come to my room. And pass my TA and she starts singing the Ghostbusters theme song. And I'm like, shut up. I just want to get the ghosts out of my room. And um, so they come in. They say, let's show me your room. And I show them. And they said, what's this? Your bed is moved. And I said, yeah, it's under the fan. I don't know how you sleep otherwise. And they said, no. Oh, absolutely not. You've got to move your bed back. Um, They said, you know. Every every single monastery is positioned around the temple, right? This is Bodh India, the Mahabodhi Temple where the Buddha attained enlightenment. You have to place your head towards the temple. You flipped it around and put your feet towards the temple. That's bad luck. The monk was just trying to help you out. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> So I said, great, no problem. Um, I'll, I'll put it back, I promise. Won't happen again. They said, sure, okay, good. That's, that's good. We'll still do some chanting. We'll, we'll get, the, get the ghost out of your room. So I watched as they did this little ritual and said some prayers and never heard the ghost again. <laughs> Thank you.
0: love that story, and I actually love the logic in both Sean's story and Meeba's story. Like, oh yes, of course you're being haunted by this ghost because, fill in the blank, you know, because you're in its house, because your bed is in the wrong spot. It's just so logical in its bizarre logic. Yeah. Data-driven. That was data-driven. Yeah. Data-driven. Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, Another thing that is data-driven is the wine source and what I mean by that is that the data shows that the wine source is awesome. Um, They are on Elm Avenue in Hamden. They are the purveyors of all sorts of tasty tidbits as well as wine and beer. They have curbside service right now. They're really good people and so we would love it if you support them and tell them that the soup sent you. Absolutely. We want to thank Maureen Harvey, our intrepid producer, and we want to encourage you to keep listening and tell your friends about the soup storytelling series podcast that we're still going on. And we will see you back here next week. For our Mayorial show. That's right. Mayorial. Not Mayorial. Mayorial. Baltimore Mayor (laughs) show. See y'all next week. Bye.